In this episode, we discuss our favorite fiction from 2018. And we look forward to the biggest books and movies in 2019. Hello from elsewhere. I'm Valerie. And I'm Casey. Before we get started today, Casey, I had a dream. A star, a Star Wars dream. Have you ever had a Star Wars dream? I have before? not. This is my first ever Star Wars dream. I've had a few here and there, but just uh, a few. Yeah, surprisingly. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think even our our son has told us about Star Wars dreams, but yeah, this is my first Star Wars dream, and this dream was unusual because usually, usually when I dream, I am like a third person omniscient. Like I just I see everything. I'm. It's like I'm watching a movie when I dream. Sounds awesome. That's not how I dream. <laughs> I'm usually not the main character, and if I am the main character, I'm not myself. Now we should analyze this dream. <laughs> what, like dreams in general, how, what does that mean about you that you are not the central character in your own dreams? I don't know. I usually am just watching things happen. And uh, so, anyways, in this dream, I was Ray on her wedding day. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> with Kylo Ren, with Ben Solo. Just wait. Oh. So, as Ray, um, I spent most of the day reading and enjoying visiting with friends and family. Uh, just fa- friends, actually. No mm-hmm. family. She has no family. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, that was sad. <laughs> Already a downer. Um, but, so after enjoying visiting with friends, I realized that it was, like, getting late. And so I rushed to get ready because I knew that there needed to be enough light left to get good pictures. Still got time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I'm going to get a little nerdy on you here for a minute, but not Star Wars nerdy, clothing okay, nerdy. go for it. Because my dress was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this deep blue top that was raw silk, and it was kind of a boxy-shaped top, and it had a mandarin collar with short sleeves with a little cuff on them, and uh, short sleeves because we were on like a jungle planet, and so it was like perfect weather, jungly, warm was it Lando's planet? Lando's jungle planet? I'm not sure. No. It was just or moon. A, it's moon. A jungly, warm planet. So short sleeves on the dress. And then the skirt was a white and silver uh, brocade fabric that was like very fitted until just past my knees. And then it like flared out. And the flare went just in front of my shoes on the front, but in the back it was kind of like a train. Hmm. Not a super long one. Not Diana, but a train. And then my hair was done up in these three, like, intertwined knots along, like, the nape of my neck. So instead of her three knots to go down the back, it was kind of reminiscent of that, but, like, three across. And my favorite detail was I had my wood staff, you know. Mm -hmm. But instead of just a normal wood staff, it was, like, the most incredibly intricate carvings on it with like silver filigree <laughs> that like matched the silver on the <laughs> skirt of my dress I'm telling you it was really really detailed and fantastic so this staff that it completes the ensemble and uh so then we go and i'm taking individual photos i still don't know who the groom is <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who he is <laughs> but we're taking you know like individual photos in front of a jedi temple that's covered in vines because it's a jungle planet. And, uh, you know, just as the light was fading, like we just got the photos in. So as I go to turn to go into the temple, the baby woke me up. Oh, my goodness. The baby cried. I don't know who she was going to marry. We'll find out in December (laughs) of 2019. How fitting that we're talking about this It's true. 
Or it could have just been that it felt very wedding preparation-like. Maybe it was some kind of other Jedi ceremony. And if not a ceremony, then maybe even my subconscious was thinking that Rey doesn't need a man. She wasn't going to get married. She was just going to some other celebration. I expect if you felt in your head that it was a wedding in the dream, then it was a wedding. That would be my guess. (laughs) Probably. What do I know? My dreams are weird. (laughs) Well, I think it was Ben Solo. We don't know who she's going to marry now, all because the baby woke me up. It was either Ben Solo or Max Rebo, one of the two. (laughs) Who wants to have Rebo babies? (laughs) (laughs) You had to go there. Well, thank you I'm for just sharing saying, stream. when you get married, you picture you and your spouse and your kids what and what your what your future kids are going to look like between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Nobody marries Max Rebo picturing they're going to have cute babies. I only have like behind the scenes Star Wars dreams. Like I'm helping make On the, the movie. Set? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think I've ever had one like in universe story. Star Wars dream, yes. which would be fun, but I've well, never had that. Now it's on record when Ray is wearing an outfit identical to the one <laughs> I just described. And you wrote it down, so and we just immortalized it in the podcast, so yeah. it's there. It's there yep. with her silver filigree engraved staff. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought it would be fun, what, what with it being a new year, 2019, and also it's awards show season, you know, Golden Globes, Oscars, et cetera, et cetera that we wanted to talk about our favorites of 2018 and then some of the things that we're looking forward to in 2019. So where would you like to start? Books, movies, podcasts? Those are our three categories. Uh, I'm game for whatever. What do you, where do you want to start? Let's go books. Okay. You have more to say on this than I do. And I, I feel like I should add this caveat. It's not that I don't read. I just read so much for school that I don't really have much time to read fiction. So you read a lot of fiction. So you're going to take it away on this one. but I, Not that I've read nothing, but it's mostly been rereading. Like, I reread The Princess Bride this year and um, Harry Potter and so on. And obviously those didn't come out this year. But You were supposed to read a book over Christmas break. I didn't read it yet. <laughs> well, Christmas break is over. Yeah, I know. So you failed. I'll read it. I will. I have to finish Harry Potter again, though. That's where I'm reading right now, is Harry Potter. I've been thinking about restarting Harry Potter because I have a group of friends, and every year in February they do a Harry Potter trivia group on Facebook. And last year I lost by, like, two points, guys. Two points. So I need to hone my Harry Potter trivia skills. I read lots this past year, last year. 2018, but only a handful of things stick out, so those are the ones that I'm going to say are my top favorites, because obviously the other ones weren't as meaningful to me. Let's start nonfiction, because it's rare that I even read a nonfiction book, but I really enjoyed Braving the Wilderness by Brené Brown, which was my first Brené Brown book. Also, I think that's how you say her name, Brené. Correct me if I'm wrong, people. But it was really, really good. I feel like she had wonderful insights on where the world is and and how we can improve it. And not in a, she's not preachy at all, which I feel like a lot of self-help books can, can tend to be preachy. But she wasn't saying in any way that she was perfect at this. In fact, she lists some of the ways that she's flawed or that she wants to 
retaliate when people attack her political stands or whatever it is. But she just has a very human view on things that I really love, where you have to approach people with an open mind and a willingness to discuss and learn and and grow together as a community. And I 100% recommend Braving the Wilderness. So this is going to be my section. You don't have anything to add? No, why? (laughs) I was just kidding. (laughs) I'm ready. Okay, second book. We'll move on to fiction now. Uh, I've mentioned it before. I think I already did a recommendation, so I'll just mention real quick. When Mischief Came to Town. It's a middle grade fiction book. Super cute. Very funny. Um, So I'd recommend that one. And then I read two books. And I appreciated that the series was just two books. At least I don't think a third one's coming out. It felt very final after the second one. Um, And they were called... Daughter of the Pirate King, and then the second book was called Daughter of the Siren Queen, and those were by Trisha Levenseller. Now they're pirate books, and she is uh, the main character. She is, um, you know, her dad's the Pirate King, and her mom was a siren, so she was part siren. They are definitely more mature, like PG-13 level books, because they are pirating, obviously. In fact, there was one cannibal scene that I was like, Ugh. that was the only one that I felt really cringeworthy about. But it's definitely more of a PG-13 books. And, and then I read another set of two that I thought was interesting. It was um, called, um, called Ever the Hunted and then Ever the Brave. And those were by Erin Summerill, and those were fantasy books. I enjoyed those. She has the main character. She has this magical ability that she doesn't know about, but also it puts her at risk. And then I read the Boston Jane trilogy by Jennifer L. Holm. Those were historical fiction about a girl named Jane from Philadelphia, actually, not Boston. But she goes all the way around. She's only like 17. And she goes all the way around to uh, the coast of, coast of Oregon. With no coonskin hats. Right. No, not okay. that I saw. Remember, we had this discussion. We did. Whether they did you already forget our discussion about coonskin hats? Yes. Okay. Apparently, not in these books. I don't remember them being mentioned. Mm. Plenty of other wild animals were mentioned, but I don't remember anyone having a raccoon coonskin hat. Anyways, so yeah, I think I've already talked about Boston Jane on here too, huh? That's my last book recommendation. Do you have any books coming out that you're looking forward to, Casey? No, I have a lot of, I have a goal to read more, but I tend to read not necessarily stuff that's new and coming out. Uh, I feel like I have so many books that I haven't read yet that are older or in the past, and I've got quite a list of books I want to read, but I don't think any of them are brand new. Yeah, I don't think I have any that are new coming out this year per se. One of the ones I'm really looking forward to reading, it's on my wait list at the library, I think it's almost my turn, guys, Um, is Dragon Watch by Brandon Mull. I haven't read those yet, and he has the first two. The second one came out this last year, so I've got the first one on hold at the library, and I'm excited to read those because I really loved Fablehaven. So that's the only book I really know of that I'm looking forward to. There are a couple others that I've heard about that, yeah, again, are not new. Uh, The Magic Misfits by Neil Patrick Harris. He wrote some middle grade books, so I'm excited to read those. I think there's at least two in that series. And then there's a cool looking book called The Train to Impossible Places by P.G. Bell. And it just looks like another good fantasy book, middle grade. I read a lot of, this is why I read a lot, is because I read a lot of young children's books. (laughs) I read a lot of middle grade and, and young adult books. Let's move on to movies so that we can 
and get some more input here, Casey. This is your category. Yeah, and I feel like it's sad because I do love books, by the way. Like I said, I read so much for work and school that the last thing I want to do is read for fun. And so I tend to gravitate toward movies for right now. Plus, movies are something that we do together in the evenings, you know. Yeah. Let's watch a movie or let's go see a movie or whatever it is. So that's our, you don't really read together as a couple. Sometimes we do. If we read out loud, I guess. Well, I mean, we'll read next to each other occasionally. Last year, there was a lot of good movies. There's also a lot that I haven't seen yet that came out last year. We tend to see the big movies on screen, and then gradually we see some of the, the smaller movies over time. Um, so there's still a lot that I haven't haven't seen yet. Um, and I'm sure they're great, and we love all types of movies, but uh, this one will probably focus on some of the maybe bigger movies, but maybe we'll introduce one to somebody that they didn't know about, so... Maybe we'll start with Paddington 2. Oh, yes. Paddington 2. Technically, it came out in the U.S. January 2018, so we're going to count it. <laughs> um, it might have come out a little bit earlier in some places, so I think people can't agree if it's a 2017 or 18, but we're going to say 2018 because we haven't really talked about that's Paddington That's the year two. that we saw it. Yeah, exactly. And that's all that counts. <laughs> yes, when we see it is all that counts, sure. <laughs> the movie that's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it still is. Is it still 100%? It, it, it was, and I think it still it might be. I loved it. I loved the first movie, but I liked the second one even more, which I feel is rare for sequels. Yeah, I remember the trailers for the very first one, and I was like, oh, I don't know about this movie. It might be like a lot of gross-out humor. Mm. And there's a little bit in that of that in, in them, but like very little. It's actually yes. very a very witty series that they've begun, and... Um, there's cleverness and um, they're edited in a fun way and just great characters throughout yeah. and I love the flashbacks with the parents oh yeah <laughs> bullseye brown <laughs> those are like brief but perfect they're so small <laughs> they don't dwell on it but it's a great you know adds to their character moment Paddington 2 has a better villain it's got Hugh Grant and he is amazing amazing and he's Hugh Grant and he's fantastic and the movies have such good heart and good messages and i think they're just brilliant and and so fun and if you need something that's uplifting and and a good family film pleasant and happy and watch with your kids or maybe not maybe you just want to watch it by yourself it's good then too so paddington 2 is a high recommendation from 2018 absolutely it's funny you're saying that mostly you'll talk about all the big movies like in the theaters movies but my favorites were all netflix movies like which ones I really loved To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which I had read the book, but it had been a few years. I love that movie, too. It's really it good. It was really good. I love that you'll watch chick flicks with me. Like I said, I watch pretty much anything. The only <laughs> thing we don't watch is, like, horror. That's yes. pretty much the only genre that we don't Because I'm a complete lily-livered chicken. Well, we both are, so it works. <laughs> you know, it, it would be a hard marriage if one of us was a huge horror buff and the other one wasn't. True. I like old horror or thriller movies. Like I'm good with some old Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock style. That's fine. Yeah. The old Universal Monsters can be fun. Um, yes. Frankenstein. Giant Ants or whatever. There's all these. Those, yeah, those, those kind two. of ones are great. I can do those. Anything Mystery Science Theater, sure. Yeah. But uh, more modern horror we don't really get into. But outside of that, yeah, I, I love chick flicks. Yes. I'm all for it. So to all the boys I loved before, um, also the... Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie oh, Society. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Which was another one that I had read the book and so I was hesitant about the movie. Like, can they do it justice? But I feel like they really did. Um, now it's fun because it's a period yes. piece. Uh, to All the Boys is set nowadays, right? Yeah. But you were saying. 
I just felt like it had the feels of a 80s. Kind of John Hughes. Of right. Bit, yeah. Was definitely, you know, it's set in our day, but it had the mo- feeling of like a John Hughes. Well, I thought. Without all the, now you look back and you're creeped out by yeah, all the. Right. By all the, I don't know what you'd call it, the. The morality of it yes. in the past. Some of those old, especially 80s movies, don't always yeah. hold up. I, something about that decade. Not mm-hmm. all of them. Even like Ferris Bueller isn't too bad. But uh, yeah, 16 Candles and the like. Some of the other John Hughes don't hold up as well, I think. But another one, Netflix, that felt 80s to me was Sierra Burgess is a Loser. Yes, that was another great one. A, a lot of synthesizers music-wise, and I think that's what gave that vibe. And then we just barely watched Dumplin'. Yeah, I loved that one. And that one was so great, which was also a book. So now I'm going to have to read that one. And apparently there's a second book in that series called Puddin'. And it's about, um, oh, what's the the other, the other girl who The super bubbly one? Yes. The one that, like, the super bubbly one. Yeah, she's like super, she's wanted to be in the pageant since she was eight, but she never felt like she belonged. Anyways, apparently there's a second book that's all about her. And where um, she goes from there. I would so. love that. I liked her right. a lot. <laughs> she was a great character. I remember her last name was Mitchell Chuck. Yes, that's right. But I can't think of her first name. Mm-mm. I just remember the last name because they, her and her mom joke about the how much wood could a Mitchell Chuck chuck? <laughs> if a it. Mitchell Chuck could and, chuck wood. And for movie buffs, her mom is, is a bit of a cameo, I felt like. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe nobody cares. But I won't spoil it. Now people are going to be like looking for some huge actress, but that's not really what I meant. Just <laughs> I would say because I didn't really recognize her. Oh, I do know who she is mm-hmm. now that you say that. But I didn't think of her as a cameo. So I think we've gotten ahead of ourselves. Dumplin' is about um, Jennifer Aniston is all grown up. She's a mom, and she was a beauty pageant royalty as a teenager. And so she still kind of lives in that world. She hosts the town in Texas, their big pageant every year. And her daughter is, she's nicknamed her daughter Dumplin'. And I just love all the, the, the Texas accents throughout. It reminds me of the few years that I lived in Texas. Anyways, her daughter does not feel like she fits in the pageant world. Um, but she decides to, kind of as a joke, to like become a pageant queen. Or, I don't know what you call it. Not that she expects herself, yeah, yeah, pageant participant. Not that she expects herself to win, but she kind of wants to m- mock the pageant world. So she and her best friend, and then a couple of other girls, decide to get in. I had a stellar cast, great message, lots of fun, made me laugh. Definitely recommend Dumplin'. Plus, these are all on Netflix, so you can see them right now. If you have a Netflix subscription, some people don't. How do they live? They're, they're, those people, they exist. I salute you if you don't have a Netflix account. Yeah, that's strength. And then in toward the beginning of 2018, we also saw the wonderful Black Panther. It was magnificent. It was everything that I wanted that movie to be. and Everything you hoped for. Is that a song from Black Panther, the movie? Everything you dreamed. Is that a song from... You are so beautiful. <laughs> Wait, I've heard that to before. Me. <laughs> That's not from Black Panther. It did have a great soundtrack, but I don't think that song... You mean he doesn't sing that song? No. To To Killmonger? Yeah, to Killmonger. (laughs) I was going to say to uh, Nakoya. Is that her name? Or to Nadia. Okoye is his his general. Mm. You think of Nadia of Lupita Nyong'o's character. Yeah, Nadia. That's what I'm thinking of. No, he does not sing it to her. He should. Maybe she would stick around. 
But speaking of all of these characters, that movie has fantastic characters. They're all awesome. I love I love T'Challa. I love Shuri. She's probably the greatest. One of the greatest. She might be my favorite in the movie. In yeah. A while, like maybe one of my favorites this year or this past year. But last even year. Killmonger, a great oh, villain. Probably. And some pretty. I love when villains have. I don't need to say good, but like when you look at their motives, their strong motives. You can see where they're coming from. It's not just like a, I want to take over the world. It's like they really do want to fix something or they've got this background, their history that really drives them in some way. Um, that's definitely more convincing. Yeah, for a series like like Marvel, which has been criticized for its villains, Killmonger is, is fantastic. And he's probably well, probably up there with my favorite villain in the MCU. Um, I really like him. Plus, plus, I like Michael B. Jordan. He's great. Yeah, great movie. Um, I think it has Speaking a good... of Michael B. Jordan, should I finally watch Creed? Creed 2 came out this year, and I haven't seen it yet oh. because we need to watch Creed 1 with you. I've seen Creed. I love Creed. I know. I've always meant to watch it with you. For some reason, I love sports movies, even if I don't love the sport. So Even though you don't do sports? I'm not into boxing at all but i love the rocky movies um plus like cinderella man yeah movies just make anything look good i don't like golf but some of my favorite movies Mm. are legend of bagger vance and the greatest game ever played i don't love baseball but field of dreams make me makes me weep and i watch it every father's day not to mention my own tears angels in the outfield oh with little tiny um, Joseph. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. JGL. JGL. Good oh. old JGL. Flapping his wings. Yep. Just, just giving it his all. I love that movie. <laughs> that did not come out in 2018. I don't we're, think. We're getting too nostalgic here. <laughs> moving on. We're moving back. 2018 movies. What else was at top of your list? I'm a lover of stop motion. And uh, I saw Isle of Dogs this year, which is the Wes Anderson stop motion film. Did you see it? When did you see that? I watched that when you were in, on vacation in Bear Lake with the children. That's right. By myself. <laughs> on my birthday. I watched it on my birthday. I was alone on my birthday and I rented Isle of Dogs and it was wonderful. Now, I say that and it sounds like I'm bitter and sad. But if you know me, that's like wonderful to just sit and watch a movie. And not that I have to be alone, but but just wa- sitting by like. Just sitting and watching a movie to is awesome. To be fair, I said, you want to go to Bear Lake? And you said you had too much schoolwork. And I said, would you be sad if we left you over your birthday weekend? And you were like, actually, having the house to myself for my birthday sounds fantastic. Which I don't blame you. Sounds like a great birthday to me, too. We're both very uh, low-key people here. And we like to have our space. So a weekend without the children? Yeah, and I watched Isle of Dogs and many, many other movies. Some of them I seen just whatever i felt like but that weekend with a new one that i had had seen was isle of dogs and uh it's great it's it's a little more um adult so to speak than fantastic mr fox if you've seen wes anderson's other stop motion movie our friend tj asked me the other day whether you had seen isle of dogs and i said no because i didn't remember that you had and seen you it. also told him that i, had I also seen lied to him and said that you had seen a quiet place quiet place and you hadn't and A Quiet Place is, we said we don't like horror. I think I could probably do A Quiet Place. I can do like Stranger Things. and So there's a certain spectrum of horror that I can handle. And uh, I, I want to see that one because I love everyone involved. But 
Sorry, TJ, you've been lied to I got by Valerie backwards. multiple <laughs> times. But yes, I Love Dogs is a lot of fun. And the cast, as always with any Wes Anderson, is fantastic. And um, it looks beautiful. It's a gorgeous film. The music is awesome. The color, as always, is amazing in his movies and the way he sets up his shots. And I recommend that. And if you haven't seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, go watch that too because it's another great one by him. Plus, it's a Roald Dahl book. I Love Dogs. No, Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> what other movies did you love last year? I love Unashamedly with, it's not even a guilty pleasure, I love the Mission Impossible movies. And uh, Mission Impossible Fallout was just up there in my top movies of this year. Yeah. So good. We just barely watched that here at home, which is the first I had seen it. <clears throat> because when you went and saw that, oh, I still had a little baby. That's why I didn't go. Yes, you had a very small human and uh, so you told me to go see it by myself, and I did, and I enjoyed it, and it's so good. So I just watched it with you this last week. Now that's out on Blu-ray, DVD, etc., and it was really good. The whole last hour was so intense. Yeah, I think as far as action movies go, that's uh, a masterclass in tension, in, especially in that last half hour. Um, but then there's other mo- moments in the movie that it, it just breathes and... Rebecca Ferguson's character, uh, Ilsa Faust, is one of my favorite they've added to the franchise. I think she's just fantastic. And yes. I just wanted more of her character in that movie. And I felt like there were some decent twists and plot changes. And, and even just the fact that there's more than one villain. Yeah, and, and in terms of the plot, it's, it is just a nuclear bomb plot. But they do it in such a way that it's interesting and fresh and fun. It's just a, it's a fun movie, and that's not a... A bad thing so right i do remember thinking that at the very opening credit and they're talking about the nuclear bombs and i was mm. like again every every action film has something to do with a nuclear bomb yeah not every mission impossible though they've just been three out of five they've been f- no i'm, I'm trying kidding. to think <laughs> I don't one remember. one doesn't have a nuclear bomb two doesn't have a nuclear bomb just tom cruise's nuclear haircut three has the rabbit's foot, which is kind of like a nuclear bomb, but we don't know what it is. Four, I don't remember much about four for some reason, other than a tall building and some falling cars. I think, no, there is a, there is like a missile in that one. Mm. There's some sort of missile that's white. Is that the one where he climbs the building in Dubai? Yes. That's four? Yes. So wait, what's the one that just came out? That was six? Six, yeah. Oh man, because five was good. I just remember. I love five. Tom Cruise holding his breath underwater forever, and I can't breathe during that scene like it stresses me out in a good way and this one just so worried this latest one is very stressful and i have to say tom cruise just puts everything into his movies and i really respect him for that and he said before he's just addicted to making movies and to entertaining people and i think that's awesome so go tom when you star across from tom cruise do you feel like you need to do all of your stunts too (laughs) Mm, like henry cavill did he feel like he had to come up to that level right you know and can, uh, what did you say her name? Ilsa? Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Can she actually ride, ride a motorcycle, drive a motorcycle? And the best part is she was seven months pregnant during some of the reshoots. And uh, So then she so probably cool. wasn't in that shot where he hits her with the car and she rolls over the hood. <laughs> I don't think that was her, no. <laughs> Not seven months pregnant? No. All right, I just have one more movie from t- 2018 that I have to mention because it's my number one favorite, top of the list. I won't say too much about it and hopefully we haven't spoiled anything for any of these movies but spider-man into the spider-verse if it's still available to see 
go see it because it is the best movie from last year, in my opinion. The best. Yeah. It's so good. The animation is insane. It's the most comic booky movie I think ever made in in a positive in a positive way. Um it's got fantastic themes and the characters are amazingly fun and it's a funny movie but it's also got depth and drama to it and I think that studios should take more risks animation wise it was making me think of two movies that you and I love um, which are foreign animated films uh, The Secret of Kells and Song of the Sea and those movies do some fun interesting things with animation that I think a lot of American studios are afraid to do and Into the Spider-Verse showed that you can take risks and go in bold directions with, with the animation. I will say if you're sensitive to um, like light and uh, it's, it's very frenetic in its animation. So you just have to be careful there, but I, I'm prone to migraines and it didn't bother me. So I don't know. Take that as you will. My, my brother saw it and he felt kind of gross after. So <laughs> it just, your mileage may vary. If you think you might feel sick, maybe wait till it comes out on a smaller screen for you. I can't recommend that movie enough. So that is on my list of movies that came out in 2018 that I'm sad I haven't seen yet. Mm. That one and Mary Poppins. How have I not seen Mary Poppins we yet? We both haven't seen Mary Poppins. and I'm pretty sure that might top my list. Although I'm still kind of nervous about it. Because you like are a huge I love Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins fan and Julie Andrews fan. And she's up there for you. Oh, yes. Like if I could hang out with anybody for the day, could it be Julie Andrews? <laughs> Julie Andrews and Emma Thompson and I, we're going to go have tea. That sounds amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> it would be fantastic. <laughs> well, let's move on to what we're looking forward to movie-wise for 2019. This is a very exciting year. I'm so excited for this year. Okay. Top of my list, I really want to see Captain Marvel. Yes. I feel like it's really interesting that in the Marvel storyline that we've been following along for... Nine movies? How many movies are there? 22. Really? Yeah. What? And I guess nine. I guess nine. Which come nine. I don't know. We've seen them all. It's not like you're missing any of them. It's true, but nine felt like pretty high. <laughs> so 22 is a ridiculous number of movies yeah, it's that over, we've seen. It'll be like 11 years this year. This past Man. year was a 10-year anniversary, so it's going to be 11 years. And uh, I think Captain Marvel's 22, maybe 21. Anyways. So then the second half of Infinity War is even more anyways yeah so we've been following along with this marvel journey for so long and it's supposed to kind of culminate in the infinity war movie and it's so interesting that captain marvel comes in after we've already seen infinity war we get her symbol teased at the very end on nick fury's pager yeah what a throwback uh, that pager captain marvel is a fun character and i'm really excited to see her on the big screen and I think Brie Larson's fantastic. The movie looks fun, and it's set in the 90s, which everything's been 80s lately, so... Right, so it's fun. The 90s. 90s. It's my childhood. Yeah, Jinko pants, and uh, what else was 90s? I should Furbies. know. Furbies. Furbies. Tamagotchi. Do you think Captain Marvel has a Tamagotchi? No. Oh. But... We ask the big <laughs> questions here. No, but she probably had a crush on a boy with bleach tips. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> is she a Backstreet Boys or an NSYNC? Except she was off Earth and came back, so I think she might have missed some of that some stuff. Some of the 90s, maybe. She's too old now for that. Mm, maybe this is a little Captain America style. She's oh, been, been yeah. away for a while. Mm. She's got to catch up. Yeah, that's true. Maybe there'll be some fun parallels there. 
So yes, so I'm really looking forward to seeing her story and seeing where she fits into the the last Avengers movie. And the trailers set up some fun. I'm always interested in what movies are saying like thematically and obviously that's what we talk about a lot and the trailers show a lot about endurance and uh, picking yourself up from from hardship which is always one of my favorite themes for sure so I'm I'm very excited for that. I was looking at a list of movies coming out this year and some of the big ones and then there's some that like oh yeah I forgot that's coming out this year and then others that I'm have no idea what they're about and that excites me too. So one that's coming out is called Ad Astra and it's a space movie which immediately is like oh I'm there I'll probably love it because it's set in space and it's going to be a little bit more to be fair we didn't love um, oh what was the one Valerian yeah that one but I'm trying to be space. positive <laughs> on this podcast and not talk about things I don't like just saying in general you are there for space movies usually but yeah. there are a few that this don't one, make the cut so this one's got Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones in it and it's been oh. um, described as heart of darkness in space so it could get kind of uh, dark and and uh, intense interstellar gravity maybe in there, but I'm excited. Um, I have no idea anything else about it, and I don't think anyone else does. But That's nice to have some unknown. We just watched a trailer. What was it for? Oh, we just How to Train Your Dragon How 3. How to Train Your Dragon 3. Which also comes out this year. Which comes out this year. But we just watched that trailer, and I, at the end of the three-minute trailer, I was like, well, I feel no need to see the movie because yeah. I feel like everything was right there for me. I need me. to show you that dog trailer that everyone was talking about there's a dog oh movie. i saw that oh you did see it i did see it yeah because it was on hulu after you know oh, in okay. between commercial kind of trailer they'd shown it before spider-man it literally shows the entire movie most trailers these days do you just you know you I already know all the main twists you know how it's gonna end you yeah where's the surprise which is a shame because i used to love trailers but i think i'm down to a teaser minimum for the big movies I really want to see. Not to mention that all trailers now have a weird little teaser clip at the beginning, and then they go into the full trailer. And teasers aren't teasers anymore. Teasers are like full trailers. Yes. And they have a teaser for a teaser, which is what teasers used to be in like the early 2000s and the 90s, but it's moved away from that. I have very strong feelings about trailers and perhaps extreme. I think there should be some sort of governing body for trailers. (laughs) Yeah, where they can't give away everything. It can only be a minute or less, and you can only show footage from the first act of the movie. Mm. I don't know how they would... I feel like that's fair. I don't know how they would govern this, but uh, trailers make me sad a little bit. And some studios are actually pretty good at it. Marvel and, and Lucasfilm... They actually do right, really they well. Keep a lot of the spoilers. But I'm still gonna go to a teaser maximum. I think I said minimum earlier, which is oh, wrong. Well, maximum. Maximum teaser maximum. Only gonna watch teasers for for those movies. Speaking of stop motion, Missing Link by Leica Studios is coming out this year. And the trailer, I'm not sure about, but also Kubo and the Two Strings is like my favorite movie this decade. So I'll be there for that movie. What else are you excited for? The Lego Movie 2, <gasps> the second movie. I love that that's the full title. No, the second part. Oh, the second part. Because it's like playing on like oh, a Lego right. part. Ah. Mm. The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Great, great title. And I cannot wait. Lego Movie changed my life. It really did. You're laughing yeah, at me. No, but it, it literally changed, changed, changed my life. It did. <laughs> Can I tell my Lego Movie story? Absolutely. So... It was one that we I didn't, didn't get to see in theaters. In, no, and I was kind of bummed about that. And it wasn't that I didn't want to. I just, we don't get to see everything in theaters now because we have 
kids and movies are expensive and yeah. Um, and I grew up with Lego, but of course I went through a dark period where I wasn't into Lego at all. And you bought that movie for me on a whim and we don't buy movies that we haven't seen. Usually there's maybe two that we've ever done that with. And, uh, you bought that one and it awakened something inside of me that I was, if only I, I had known. I had. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because my house is now covered in Lego. Oh yeah, you shouldn't have bought. You shouldn't have bought me that. Movie. I bought them. I'm the. No. The problem was me. Me. I'm the problem. The problem is me. And uh, that's it. What's that from? Penelope. Oh. The mm, dad. James McAvoy. Anyways, uh, so I n- immediately needed to buy some Lego. Yes, you and your and our son went to go get Lego sets. And, and he, he was like two, not, not even, even two. He was one and a half, which if you know Lego, they shouldn't be given to one and a half year olds. But we're like, oh, he's not putting stuff in his mouth. It's okay. And it, it was okay. And actually he fell in love immediately. And um, we didn't exactly have budget for a lot of Lego because it was expensive. And so we bought a set here and there, but it was very uh, rare. And our collection was very small. And there was a Lego store half an hour from our house so it was it was still a bit of a drive so it's not like we were there that often and one day I was there and I at the time I was going to a different graduate school program but I needed a part-time job and I just on a whim asked hey do you have any have any openings and she said someone's actually quitting this week so you should apply and it was destiny and I got that job I eventually became a manager there it was the greatest job in the world and I would still be there if I could if I could swing it and support a family, but we had to move and go to a different graduate program. Anyways, I don't want to get too much into it, but... And well, now our house is covered in Lego. Yes, but also it changed other things too. It's not just the Lego thing, but when I worked there, the people that I worked with were just amazing, and we had so many awesome conversations, and they were about movies and, and books and video games and TV and anything and everything, and after we moved... I really missed that and there was a, a hole keep that alive so I was yeah I was missing I was missing that experience and um that atmosphere and so kind of the impetus for wanting to start this start podcast. the podcast yeah and um it was meant to be so all that I trace back to you buying the Lego movie for me which is a lot of weight on that movie and a lot of weight on the sequel but um I think I'll probably love it anyways because it's a Lego movie and it's got Bendy and we in loved it. The Batman Lego movie. Yeah, yeah. We loved Lego Batman as well, so I can't wait for Lego Movie 2. That's a very long way of saying that I'm excited for that movie. <laughs> just, a, just a little excited. Just a smidge there. I just... Uh, we've got to mention that the Avengers Infinity War Part 2 is what I keep calling it, but that's not the actual title. Avengers Endgame is coming. The culmination of everything. What will happen? Will all those people be brought back? They'll be decornflaked. Yeah, decorn flaked. It's a technical technical term. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I really want to find out. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, and that was that trailer, which again, that's the only one I'm going to watch. Was a fantastic trailer. Gave away nothing, and there was no action in it whatsoever. It was all just focused <laughs> on the characters, which was right. really cool and a fun choice. And I love that trailer. Plus, people are going to see it anyways. We don't need trailers for these kinds of movies. Nope. Stop watching trailers. Yeah, and we got we get some characters that weren't in. The last one, Hawkeye's back with a new haircut and some swords. We got Ant-Man hanging out outside the compound. Captain Marvel, potentially. 
I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed she's in it. I don't know. I, right. I I'm just saying she's not in the trailer. Right. And we haven't seen the Captain Marvel movie yet, so we don't know how that ends. True. I, I bet they'll put her in the trailers after her movie. Mm. Interesting thought. But maybe not. Maybe they'll try to keep it a surprise for people that aren't sure. Who's going to die? Because I think people are going to die for real. You don't think the cornflaking was real? No. I kind of feel like it's not permanent. Because Something with the time a stone. A Spider-Man movie back. is coming out this year. So. Oh. Way to give it away, Marvel. Yeah. That's the problem with Hollywood is we know what movies people are making. And so it kind of undercuts the, the drama at the end of Infinity War a little bit. But we still don't know what's going to happen for sure and how they're going to do it. And I, there's still some interest there for sure. I'm excited. Okay. And, tell us about your wait, most. Before, look, oh. before we get there, I want to talk about Knives Out, which is a Agatha Christie style movie. But it's directed by Ryan Johnson, who directed The Last Jedi. And the cast is really good, too. Just listen to this cast. Chris Evans, Captain America himself. I hope he has a beard. Daniel Craig, Michael Shannon. I love Michael Shannon. Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, Christopher Plummer. We don't know much about it, but um, I'm excited. Also, Chris Evans reminded me something I wanted to say about Avengers Endgame. His beard got cornflaked, clearly. He <laughs> lost it in the snap. Captain America's Super Soldier Serum kind of helped his beard to heal itself a little bit so it took a while to be cornflaked but it's gone and i am very sad we've got 11 years 20 plus movies and he only has a beard in one of them that's the real tragedy he just felt because thor tells him you know i see you've copied my beard Mm. so then he was embarrassed he felt the need to go shave it okay it's a captain america would feel embarrassed by that he would wonder what people think about that. Anyways. Plus, Bucky has a beard. He's like, man, am I just copying all my So heroes? wouldn't he keep it in honor of Bucky? Maybe his beard strokes it at night, and it just reminds him of Bucky. Uh, Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so he had to shave it to keep him. I'm pretty sure that's canon. Yep, definitely. Okay, let's talk about... Your it's just most so far away. Look forward to movie of 2019. So is this your most for- look forward? What do you... Like, what's... if If you ranked it, Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty excited about this one. Okay. Star Wars Episode Nine. We don't have a title yet, although by the time that this episode airs, we might have a title. They've hint someone hinted that the title might be in a line of dialogue in episode eight. My money's on episode nine, Happy Beeps. That's what <laughs> that's that's what it will be called. Happy Beeps. Yeah. Two K nineteen. Which is sort of that that's gonna be our motto for this year happy beeps happy beeps that's yeah i'll get into that in a second but i cannot wait for for uh, episode nine ray what's ray gonna be up to they've hinted that it can might... the resistance pull it out there's only like 20 members well and they've hinted that it's gonna be a year later which is because if they're gonna build up the resistance it would take time yeah nobody needs to watch that movie unless they montage it because i love a good montage will ben be redeemed will Poe give away BB-8 again, or will he keep him close? What's going to happen with the Leia footage? How much footage is there? Um, so many good questions. Yeah, what are they going to do with yeah Leia's character? Are Porgs still on the Falcon, or have has Chewie scared him off somehow? Um, will we go back to Octo? Will we go back to Jakku? Will we see Mustafar? That's what I want. I want to see Mustafar. Will Rey repair the lightsaber, the legacy lightsaber, or will she get a new color? Create her own. Some people think she's going to have a yellow one, or is it better for her to repair Our daughter the would love one? for her to get a pink, pink one. Pink? Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. Come on. Will 
Kylo Ren picks up his lightsaber because it's kind of falling apart. It was always pretty volatile to begin with. True. And I... Maybe he'll get a sturdier lightsaber and a sturdier sense of self to go with it. Yeah. Well, so I was listening to... There's a great Star Wars podcast, if you want a Star Wars-only podcast, called Sky Talkers. And they go very much in depth to the minutiae, which is something that I love. And their latest episode is all about um, lightsaber color and what that means. Mm. And they were theorizing that Rey will repair the legacy lightsaber. And then um, perhaps if Ben is redeemed, he will repair his as well because clearly his kyber crystals cracked. And uh, they were saying that they were, hope, they were hoping that both would be blue, which I'd never really thought about Kylo Ren's his changing color. But I think that'd be pretty awesome if it was more sturdy and was a light side color. Interesting. Plus, the last time we saw, as far as I know, on film, two lightsabers together, it was Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting each other. So it'd be really cool if we got two blue lightsabers working as a team instead. I don't know. I like that uh, contrast and um, not really something I'd thought about in terms of, of Kylo Ren. I've thought about Rey's lightsaber a lot, but not Ben Solo as much, so... So many good questions, so many... I don't like to theorize. We've talked about that. We don't theorize too much, um, but I am looking forward to it. I'm excited to get a title. Except apparently I dream about Ray's clothing, so... There will be a wedding. I'm expecting that outfit to reappear in the ninth movie. There will be a wedding. She's getting married to... We don't know, because the baby woke me up. Good thing, um, good thing we like that baby. So speaking of podcasts, you and I both kind of got into podcasts this yes. or last year in 2018. It's and a new thing for us. So maybe we'll give some recommendations uh, from from 2018, the ones we've discovered, the ones we love. Okay, you mentioned Sky, Sky Talkers. Talkers. Um, I'm going to look up that lightsaber episode. It sounds interesting. My two favorites, Live Free Creative Company. I really enjoy uh, Miranda Anderson's podcast. And then if you know the uh, Rad and Happy brand, Tara, her podcast also really good they're both kind of along the same lines of developing your own sense of creativity or coming up with your own kind of business ideas or how to improve your life things along those lines that i really enjoy listening to both of them and one other podcast that i discovered uh, last year was bacon and eggs a movie lovers podcast it's really great the two hosts are awesome and friendly and but their conversations are always interesting their com- their chemistry is fantastic and uh, i can't recommend the bacon and eggs enough you were talking about the bacon and eggs podcast mm-hmm. and then i just made me think of the song that the gurgiches sing in the morning <laughs> just eggs bacon and toast eggs bacon and toast that's fantastic you're gonna start your day the gurgich way with eggs <laughs> bacon and T- toast <laughs> <laughs> They would appreciate that, I think. (laughs) But moving forward for our podcast, I think there is just so much negativity when it comes to criticizing any art. I think there's a lot of spaces online for looking at every detail in a negative way to tear things apart. And that's pretty much the opposite of what we want to do here. And uh, we're all about happy beeps, as I said earlier. If you remember from The Last Jedi, um, BB-8's feeling a little bit worried toward the beginning and and Poe just tells him, happy beeps, BB-8. And that's going to become our motto. And Called to be positive. Think and, happy thoughts. Yeah, and we want to celebrate the themes and the settings and characters of the stories that we love. And 
And if, we love to compare and contrast yeah. how they go across different different series or different yeah different properties and yes. movies and books. But if we don't like something, we probably just won't talk about it that much. That's kind of going to be our mo, I think. Unless you want to do something completely different. Go negative. Always <laughs> go negative. <laughs> That'll be our podcast. Is I'll be <laughs> positive, you'll be negative, and we'll just be battling it out. No, it just makes me think of Leslie Nope and when Ben Wyatt wants to run a negative ad campaign. And she resists. And she definitely resists. She's like, I don't want to go negative. That's because Leslie Nope is all about the happy beeps. Find a way, man. Make it work. I'm going to plug one more thing, and it's not, um, it's a YouTube. I, I'm not on YouTube that much in terms of like subscribing to channels. But if you only subscribe to one channel, subscribe to Movies with Mikey. It is the most positive and beautiful and wonderful exploration of film ever. And uh, it's just, it's so good. And I can't recommend that enough. And it's been very inspiring to me and to what this podcast we're, we're trying to do and and to analyze and discuss in a positive light and in a celebration. And that's what we're all about. So that's kind of our, our goal for 2019 and, and beyond. We'd love to hear what your favorites from 2018 were and what you're looking forward to in 2019 here. You can follow along with us on Instagram or Twitter at elsewhere underscore pod. We also have a website, hellofromelsewhere.media. Anything else? And happy beeps, everybody. Happy beeps.